And so I'm really excited about jumping into today's message. We, we didn't get into a series this week because what I wanted to do is share the vision that my wife and I have in our heart for Lift Church, some strategy on how to get there. And then honestly, I'll be doing the least amount of speaking I normally do when preaching uh, because I'm going to let the church tell the stories about what is happening. And you'll see what I mean in just a second. But let's jump into a scripture in Mark chapter 4 which says this this is Jesus talking about he says how can I describe the kingdom of God I love those three words kingdom of God it, it, it it's it's it means how can I describe heaven and also since he was a carrier of the kingdom of God it's one of the most frequent messages Jesus brought he was saying how can I describe heaven here on earth like uh, you don't have to wait for eternity to start experiencing heaven. He would say the kingdom of God is here. The kingdom of God is near. The kingdom of God is close. How can I describe the kingdom of God? Somebody say the kingdom of God. That's why I love the local church. I believe the local church should be a kingdom of God bringer in every single locale throughout cities um, and states and nations and globes, countries, globes. There's one globe. Okay, countries. <laughs> Bring in the kingdom of God and it's made up of a bunch of believers like yourself. Go ahead and pat yourself and say, that's right. That's right. How can I describe the kingdom of God? What story should I use to illustrate it? It is like a mustard seed planted in the ground. It is the smallest of all seeds, but it becomes the largest of all garden plants. It grows long branches and birds can make nests in its shade. I, I, I love this scripture because um, he's describing a mustard seed. And if you've never seen one before, it's, it's like smaller than Horton Hears a Who. Come on. And Whoville. Come on. Where are my young family parents at up in here, right? And I don't even know if you can focus on that because it's just so small. And what I love is that a mustard seed is kind of like saying that, like, even I can make a difference. Even you can make a difference. In other words, sometimes you hear statistics, there's billions of people, six billion people alive or something like that. I don't know if I've got the modern number. And you think, how can I make a difference? And yet, if just a little bitty mustard seed can make a huge difference, go ahead and tell your neighbor, you can make a difference too. I also love it because it says, just a little bit can grow into the largest of garden plants where it can provide shade for what's underneath it. And here's what I love. That birds who are tired and fatigued from flying, who have no home, can build their nests in it. I believe that's what the local church should be. I believe it should be a place of sanctity, a place of, a place of home, a place of belonging, a place of I've been wandering through this life trying to stay lifted up, trying with my own effort, trying to do it all with my muscle and my mind, and I'm just looking for a place to land that I can call home. And it's in God's kingdom that the soul truly finds rest, home, and belonging. Amen? And so I love the kingdom of God. I love that it can be just this. I love the church trying to do that. And there goes the kingdom of God. Praise the Lord. 
I've got more of those. <laughs> if you didn't see it online, I dropped the kingdom of God. I love it more than that. But anyway, I wrote it this way. If this is the kingdom, then let's let God do his full unhindered work right here. And let's make the biggest difference possible. Come on, let's make the biggest difference. Let's not slow him down. Let's be a part of the plan and let's do, let's let him build what he wants to build. Someone say, let him build. So this morning, just want to show you some of the vision that my wife and I have in our hearts and also the strategy and how to get there. And I've entitled this message, Four Pillars That Will Propel Lift. Four Pillars That Will Propel Lift. And so, um, uh, a few months ago, we had an opportunity to sit down with a very successful uh, businessman in our church who has helped a lot of organizations uh, break some incredibly uh, big barriers. And he, he, he took us on retreat and he, he talked with my wife and I as well as our lead team. And so we had our pastors and, and Terrence, we were there. And w what he asked us to do to prepare for this retreat was to write a hypothetical news article. In three years, the local news source is writing a spread on Lyft Church. What do they say? What's in the article? And we each individually wrote an article. And what was incredible is that we had unified vision because there were very similar things that were being brought up in, in, in each different article. But there were colorful nuances in each single one that was like, this is brilliant. I like how you were saying this. This is an idea that I thought of, but it wasn't so clear until I heard that. And we began to envision what our story will be told in three years. And from there, we drafted up what pillars need to be standing strong in order to see this vision that God is downloading in our leadership. How is it going to play out? And so today I want to share with you four pillars that came out of that that we believe will propel Lift Church. The first one is this, relevant and transformative experiences. If y'all enjoy Sunday morning experiences, come on, holler at your boy. Come on. Let, give it up for our dream team more than anything because it takes a team to do this. And, and, and this is an area where it's real near and dear to me. I, I grew up in a church um, all my life, and some of y'all have heard me tell this story, but for those who don't, I grew up in a Catholic church, and this may not be true of everybody who's grown up in a Catholic church, but it was true of me that I learned two things. Number one, God's important uh, because we go all the time, and number two, church is boring. And, and and the goal of church is to not fall asleep. Like the goal of church is if Jesus was a suffering savior on a cross, and then we should suffer 60 minutes a week unless you find out there's an earlier mass where he, that pastor's, uh, that priest is preaching for only 45 minutes, get you in and out. Come on. Some of my Catholic friends know what you're talking about. I'd be like, Dad, why are we going to 6 a.m. mass? Because that priest gets it done in 45 minutes, okay? And so let's do that. And some of y'all are like, I like that kind of leadership. Pastor Drew, you're going to take on that kind of mantle and anointing. Come on, shorten it up a little bit. Listen, today's message will not be that for you because... It was, you're like, oh, I love this. Listen, because I remember when I was 20 years old, giving up on the church. I told God, I believe you're real, but I don't know which church to go to. I don't know what denomination to go to. So I believe you're real. I just quit for now. 
until a friend told me, if I don't come to church anymore, we're done. And I was like, crap. And so I came to church. And I did what many of y'all have done when you come to church. A little fearful what to expect, but also thinking this is going to be lame. I thought this is going to be lame. And then I started looking around. They had lights. And I was in a touring band at this time. And so they had lights and they had smoke. And they had a pretty good sound system. I said, you guys ain't having church. Y'all cheating. Like, you don't. On your perfect attendance, you don't get to check this off. Like, y'all having fun. and what? And they, you're supposed to suffer through it or else God's not honored. And what I realized is that's not biblical. Everywhere we look where Jesus went, crowds wanted to go. They weren't like, where is he going? I'm going to the other city. I don't want to be where he's at. No, people came hungry and they followed him wherever he could. And so um, we want to uh, always make sure that our Sunday mornings are relevant and transformative experiences. Listen, if you're online, I want to tell you I'm so grateful that you're with us online. But hey, I got to challenge you if I get to be your pastor. We're in a situation now where we get information from the web everywhere. Our phones are an endless source of information. But listen, I want you to use our online experiences when you're sick or when you're traveling. That's what it's here for, and we're not turning it off. But if you haven't made it out to um, back into in-person, I want to tell you, you can get information anywhere on these phones. But you can't get transformation. Transformation comes from being in a room full of people with faith. It comes from rubbing shoulders with people of faith in the hallway and grabbing a cup of coffee next to somebody you have not yet met yet, and they end up becoming a prayer warrior for you, and you become a prayer warrior for them. It was a sent at just the right moment kind of situation, and so we got to be in persons, and so this pillar is what focuses us on our presence-filled music. Excellent concert level sound moving lights you're like why do we need sound and lights because i don't think the greatest show going on is that band that you like or that um uh, american idol or something like that i believe the person's name who belongs in brightest lights is jesus christ and so if all of these tools were created for his glory then let's use them for his glory let's make let's let's make his name glorious let's Let's light up his name and hold it in high esteem. We focus on memorable messages. We put emphasis on youth and kids' ministry. And I love this in our new building. We're going to have a sensory room. A room that meets the needs of people who have kids with special needs. And we have got some highly skilled people meeting with some highly skilled people to put together a room that can service families who are in need of something like that. That's what I'm talking about, about relevant and transformative experiences so don't take my word for it watch how our experiences has been transforming lives hi my name is lily i'm 17 years old and i just finished my senior year of high school a little over a year ago i was asked to be a student leader at a christian freshman retreat at delmarva christian and pastor drew and pastor jt were actually asked to be the guest pastors and that's where i met them immediately you could just tell right off the bat that they were so passionate about god and speaking towards others and spreading the word of jesus and it, i was so drawn to it so when pastor drew asked me to come to a lift service i was like jumping off the walls i was so excited because he had been preaching so well and i actually got to know pastor jt a little bit more too and i had never had a church home before that 
and I was really excited to see if this could be my new church home. So I went to the first service and the worship was so good. The message he preached was amazing. And not only that, the people on the dream team were amazing. They were so welcoming and so loving. And I just knew immediately right off the bat that Lyft was gonna be my new home. So I went home to my mom. I was just telling her, I was like, we, this is our home. We need to continue to keep going here. And a year later, I'm on the worship team for Soul Youth. I sing on Sundays and I'm part of the dream team now and I could not be happier. So thank you, Lyft, for being my new home. Thank you for listening. Good morning, Lyft Church. Uh, my name is Ruth. Back in two years ago, Pastor Drew was teaching about uh, your anger is killing me. Uh, that's one of our enemies of our heart. So I was dealing with a lot of hurts that were manifesting in my personal life. And I just wanted to know what was causing that. So here's the text that I sent to Pastor Drew. I just want you to know that the Holy Spirit showed me specific hurts I had deep down inside my heart through your series. Your anger is killing me. You were the vessel God used to deliver a personal message to me. As a result of that, I was able to understand, identify, and address the condition my heart was and finally be free from the grip of anger and all the different ways it manifests. I didn't know that through forgiveness we confront anger because I did not know that the anger I was experiencing was coming from a place of hurt. I couldn't understand what forgiveness was and I just didn't know how to forgive and let go for good. I always thought that letting somebody off the hook was just not a good thing because they just needed to repay or give me an apology and I was completely wrong. I don't believe in coincidence but I do believe that between God opening my spiritual eyes, the Holy Spirit exposing my heart, the power and guidance that he showed me, the Holy Spirit and you, Pastor Drew, um, talking about the hurts, the, the anger killing you. At that specific time, I was able to confront and overcome anger through forgiveness. It wasn't easy then, still not easy now. I just have to learn how to make forgiveness a habit. I am thankful for both of you, Pastor Lauren and Pastor Drew. Lift Church, you have both, Pastor Drew and Pastor Lauren and the church have been a big blessing, a huge blessing in my life in more ways than just one. Come on, can we give it up for Lily and Ruth? We're so proud of them. And there's just two stories that represent so many more of how God is touching people's lives through relevant and transformative experiences. Our second pillar that we believe will propel lift is um, life-giving and attractional culture. Our culture, we've all walked into a life-draining culture before. Like, can I take your order? And you're like, I don't know. Like, I don't know if I want you handling my order. Or how about you take a number and sit down. We'll call you within the next eight minutes. 88 minutes later, you're just like, is my name been forgotten or whatever? Come on. We, we want to always focus on having a life-giving and attractional culture. You know, attractional places are places people feel safe going to and inviting their friends to. And so the... The biggest carrier of our culture is our dream team. And I'm telling you, they're amazing. So this is the pillar that focuses us on our teams and our core values. And we have core values that you learn about when you join Next Steps. Or you could go online and see that we love passing it on. We love getting diverse. We are enjoying life. We are servant leaders. We are purpose-driven. And we are presence-driven. And we love that. But it is our dream team who carries that culture 
culture every single week, and we love our dream team. One person, uh, a, a, a successful businessman, once wanted to meet with me, and he said this. He said, Drew, your dream team is so impressive. I have never been around a church with such a large team who all look excited to serve at 7 a.m. in the morning and are able to do what you guys do every single Sunday. Come on. Our dream team is absolutely amazing. I love our dream team, and you could be a part of that too. But just watch how our culture is blessing people's lives at Lift Church. Hey, church. My name is Brian Robinson. Um... Currently, I get to serve as a board member here at Lyft, and uh, this morning I just wanted to share with you guys a quick testimony um, from Lyft that has impacted my life and my wife's life, and um, I just wanted to share that with you guys. Um, a couple years ago, my wife and I had met uh, this widow who lived right down the street from us. Um, she, We had actually done some work for her. And um, we had found out that she didn't have much help around the house. So Paige and I just tried to step in when we could um, to help this lady out. Well, this last surf project we had, we knew she had a lot going on at the house. So we put together a team of 15 or 20 and you know, kids included. And we came over and we stacked all this firewood for her and we got her flower beds together. We hung some pictures up and... You know, as soon as the team pulled up, she just starts crying and she got to see the love of everybody loving on this lady who she just didn't have before. And, um, you know, she she didn't know Jesus and we had we had told her about him before, but um, she had never really accepted him. So we just kept loving. We put together this project and um, I, I had just seen a reaction from her that um, we hadn't seen in the past. But uh where I'm going at with this is after the serve project, she came to church the following Sunday. And, you know, I think the sermon really impacted her at the end of the sermon. Um, Pastor Drew had asked uh, if there was people in the room who hadn't accepted Jesus. And, you know, we're all supposed to have our eyes closed. And, you know, I'm just going to go ahead and admit to everyone right now. I kind of peeked just to see where this person was at. And, um, you know, I saw her lift her hand that Sunday and I didn't want to make a big deal about it. <clears throat> just because I knew it was a personal commitment for her and this was all new, but in my heart, I knew what had just happened and it was all from the love that we were able to share to her throughout all this. But uh, where I'm going at with all this is just a couple weeks ago, she had passed away and it was unexpected. And I just wanna tell everybody that tomorrow is not promised and if you get that opportunity to share that love with someone and let them know about Jesus, it can really impact their life. And just to know that if we didn't do that serve project that day, where this person might be now. And like I said, I know in my heart what I saw. We weren't able to really talk about it much. Um, things kind of happened very quickly, but I just wanna leave this as a reminder for everyone. Um, just to always share that love with someone. Tell them about Jesus and um, just don't shy away from it. My name is Kima Dasha and Pastor Drew and Lauren has provided me with an opportunity to share with you how Lift Church is impacting my life today. As one of the newest members to the Dream Team, I am about a month in and it's the first time I've actually made a commitment to a church family. 
and I've actually joined the church all together. And through my experience thus far, it has been one to remember. More so as I observe my growth in two areas, identity as well as community. Identity. Before joining a church, I would say I more so just went to church. I didn't actually feel like I belonged anywhere. And that's because I was kind of fearful of just making a decision of saying yes and taking that next step. And so since taking that next step, I went from being a spectator to a participant. And with that, even my community has grown so much as I'm a part of a Freedom Group on Mondays. And I thank them so much for giving me a space to share my vulnerabilities, to share my weaknesses, and to see those being met with relatability, advice, and also just direction. And so overall, I am super excited for this journey to continue and for more growth to be given and more growth to be seen. And I am with the utmost gratitude, honored to say that I enjoy and love my new church home here at Lyft. Good morning, Lyft Church. It's Strasburger family here. We just want to say thank you for all that you've done. Um, our family has had a hard time finding a church home. We have a, a young child with special needs who's autistic and uh, he can be a little resource taxing at times. The church has gone out of their way to be accommodating and make us feel at home and make Reed feel safe um, and comfortable and kind of be the church service classroom environment. And that's meant a lot to us, but because you've been so intentional um, and gone out of your way to make us feel at home, we've been able to finally kind of join the service um, and also volunteer and participate. Yeah, um, serving has always been something important to us. Being able to attend church has been important to us, but we haven't really been able to do that because every time we go to church anywhere, um, Reed's number would come up on the screen and the churches really just weren't able to accommodate Reed. So the first day we went to Lyft, that wasn't an issue anymore. Um, you know, everybody started immediately coming and getting to know us and telling us, you know, we want you to have the peace of mind that your son is well taken care of by people who care about him and care about you. We want to know you. We want to know your son and we want to love him and you guys and be able to love you well. So you guys have just been really intentional with us and intentional with our son. So because of that, um, we've been able to get involved in church in a way that we haven't been able to in the past. We know that we can go to service now and make it through the entire service and then, you know, get closer to Jesus because of it and become closer to people in the church also. So we've really developed a church family um, where we haven't been able to have that in the past. And because of that, we've been able to serve at the church. I've been able to serve, you know, in areas of my giftings and feel like I'm making an impact and leading people to Jesus. And that means the world to us. So because of the things that Lyft has done for us, we feel like we have a church family now, a church home, and we feel like we're making an impact for the kingdom of God. And we will never take that for granted. So we appreciate everything that Lyft has done for us and everybody there. And we love being able to call Lyft. Come on. Isn't that amazing? I love those stories. And what it's all about is sometimes you see on boxes that you receive that are very heavy. Come on, when you got something heavy, what's they got on a sticker? It's a Team Lift sign. Come on. This is all about Team Lift because we believe that the greatest thing that needs to be lifted up is the name of Jesus Christ. And people are going through some stuff. And when the whole team comes together and makes an impact, look at the impact it's making on people's lives. Uh, it's an eternal one. And I'm pumped about that. Here's the third pillar that we believe propels Lift is number three, impact and relational uh, impact.
impactful and relational influence. We'll always keep in mind that our influence is important. Uh, that, that we don't want to just serve for saying that we served. We don't just want to pat ourselves on the back and get some sort of badge that says, look at me, I served. We want to be relational when we serve. So we may not go super wide with our serves because we want to make sure we go deep and relational and make an impact when we do serve. And so this, propel, this pillar uh, focuses on our local missions, our national missions, our global missions. We give at least 10% of everything you give away, just like a tithe. We give that away beyond our walls to build the kingdom of God. And so uh, we've been able to make an impact local, national, and global, as well as what we like to call lifting the standard, because we do not believe we're the only great church in Salisbury. Can I get an amen? There are some great churches in Salisbury, and we are one of the uh, lowercase c churches in the bigger kingdom of a capital C church, okay? And so not everybody's going to come to our church, and that's fine, but one thing that we try to do is always live life open-handed and lift the standard of church so that every church can be blessed because we've learned from other churches, and I've instructed our staff, if another church calls, I want you to drop what you do and serve that church and we've been able to sow into other churches kids ministries youth ministries outreach programs media ministries sermon help come on we are making sure that your um, that our church together is making an influence that goes beyond a Sunday morning in fact last night Look at what our serving did together. Check out our third trunk or treat. We had it at our new, new church home. And what you're going to see is not just some great um, church members decorating trunks and serving our kids. We saw hundreds of people come out last night and tons of kids' faces all lit up. And it was fantastic to serve our community together. I met at least seven new families who had never experienced Live Church who said, this is my first encounter. I'm coming out during at the movies. So come on. Can we give it up for you guys who are serving? And by the way, those seats next to you, let's make room to serve them well because they're going to be filling up with people from Salisbury. And so listen, I, uh, uh, don't just take it from me. Watch how our influence is making an impact through Lift Church. Good morning, Lift Church family. My name is Christina Wilson, and I am on staff here at Halo, and I just want to thank you for all that you do for us here at Halo. I want to thank you for the Kanger collection that you are doing this morning, and I just want to share with you that by the end of this year, we will have served 90 to 95,000 meals here at Halo. You have been a big part of serving this meal. We're grateful for your small groups coming in and serving at lunchtime and at dinner time. We're also grateful for the times that you come in on a monthly schedule to have a chapel here with our guests and to lead them into a service. We want to thank you for the days you've come over just, just a cleanup day. You worked on our playground, some of you painted our playground, had mulch brought in. You have done so much to help us here at Halo. We're also grateful for the Sunday morning van pickup that you come and bring pick our guests to be in service with you. So we could not operate the way we operate without the partnerships with the churches. And you are a big part of that. 
So we're grateful for you. We're thankful that we can continue this ministry at Halo. And our number one goal is to share the message of Jesus Christ. And we can only do that because we have individuals like you helping us. Thank you and have a great service. Lift Church, this is Andy Ramirezma from One Church just north of Indianapolis. I'm the lead pastor there. And I just wanted to reach out and say thank you. Thank you from the bottom of our heart. If you remember me, I came and preached in December of 2021 and Drew and Lauren were our art coaches. So my wife and I just planted One Church just north of Indianapolis in January of 22 this year. But you all financially sowed into us. They have been coaching us as pastors and leaders for months now, over a year now. And even just being able to visit and see your culture, see the setup and tear down. I mean, getting to ask all these questions for me being a young leader and having a guy like Drew to be able to go to and just say, man, what has your experience been like? How did you build a worship team? How did you fundraise? How did you, you know, do series and I mean, anything and everything in between there. We just wanted to say thank you for believing in us. Your church has had a direct influence on what's happened here at One. Just a quick praise to the Lord. We have baptized by November 13th, 10 plus people. We've had 25 people raise their hands for salvation. We are seeing a multi-generational, multi-ethnic movement happening here on the north side of Indy. And your giving, your kingdom investment here was a huge part of that. So we just wanted to say thank you. I hope to visit you all soon. And the impact of Lift Church is not just happening in the greater Maryland region, but you are having direct influence over here in the Midwest in Indianapolis and beyond. So thank you. I hope to visit y'all soon. You guys are amazing. Bless you. What's up, Pastor Drew, Lift Church. This is Ernest Grant here. I'm the lead pastor of Accelerate Church in Cherry Hill, New Jersey. And I just want to tell you how deeply impacted I was uh, by your playbook for Welcome Home Sunday. You know, we used a lot of the same, we used a lot of the same uh, language and we followed your playbook down to the T. And let me tell you, we exceeded our launch numbers because we believe that church was not boring. And we believe that it's only born if you're not experiencing transformation and you only come for information. Uh, so I'm so grateful for your pastor. So thankful for him. He is an amazing brother and friend to me, man. And I hope that you guys continue to see the gospel pervade that region for the glory of Jesus. Love you guys and appreciate you so much. Hey, Lift Church, this is Dan Olerking with Children's Cup. I want to give you a huge thank you for all your help you guys are providing to Children's Cup, to the work that we're doing in Port Loyola in Belize. We're doing this together. I got to be there with Pastor Drew just seems like just a couple days ago. It's probably a few weeks ago, uh, but we got to see it and I got to see how God's God spoke to his heart and lit him up about this place, this community. And you guys have been such a great help. We actually were able to start just last week, started the uh, footings for the building, and that building, the new care point, is going up. It'll be up. Uh, we're being told Easter is a safe uh, safe estimate for when it should be completed and moving in. We're very excited about that. But here's the thing. It's not about a building. It's about the kids. This is something where we're seeing kids' lives transformed, and that's going to transform an entire community and even a nation as we go uh, continue to plant more care points and work with more kids. The point is making disciples. And these kids, here's the thing. When we were in Belize, we talked about this. Uh, the, uh, the need is not poverty. That's not the real problem. It is, it's a problem, for real. It's a big problem. But the real problem is not poverty. Because if that was the problem, somebody could write a check for $20 billion and everything would be better. That doesn't work. 
what works is hope. When you give hope, the, because the problem is hopelessness. When hopelessness is the problem, the cure is hope. And my dad and mom, who started Children's Cup 30 years ago, my dad's favorite phrase was to say, hope's name is Jesus. So we go in with Jesus, give these kids hope, and watch their lives transform. I've seen it so many times, and it's exciting to see you guys being a part of Port Loyola and seeing these kids find hope and put their hope in Jesus. So thank you guys so much. You're making a huge difference. Can't wait for you to get down there and see it for yourselves. It's going to be great. Come on. Listen, that's how your giving is making a difference, not just here, but around the globe. And, and so we're standing on those three pillars as well as keeping our eye on the sustainable. The fourth one is sustainable and holistic growth. Listen, as long as heaven and hell are realities, we have to grow and reach people who are far from God. Come on, we believe that the Great Commission is not the Great Suggestion. The Great Commission is go out into all the world and preach the good news, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Under our watch, we don't want anyone not to know or hear the message of the gospel in a way that they can receive the good news that Jesus brought for them. And so we focus on Acts 16, verse 5, that says, so the churches were Strengthened in their faith. That's part of what we do. And then what happened? And they grew larger every day. And I believe that God wants to grow his church. And so we are standing on sustainable and holistic growth. This is a pillar that focuses on future campuses. We want to see a life-giving church speaking in a language people can understand all throughout the Delmarva Peninsula. And it doesn't have to be just us, but that means we're going to be looking for areas that we can launch other campuses uh, of Lift Church to, to see the, the gospel further pervading the area. Also, that means we're going to have to have great leaders and pastors raised up. That's why we focus on a college and leadership development as well as baptism and small groups. Guys, I'm telling you, our small groups, we're hearing so many testimonies coming out of our small groups. And so just watch how our growth in just three and a half years is making a difference. Watch this. Hey, Lift College, I'm Kent Engel, president of Southeastern University. We're so proud of you and the decision that you've made to pursue your degree with us. Great things are ahead for you, greater things than you ever have imagined. And as you learn and study, I believe that God will prepare you with knowledge and experiences so that you can really live out what we like to call your divine design. God has a unique purpose and a plan for each one of you. And I know that you'll make a tremendous impact in the world through your time as an SCU Lift College student. We're excited to be a part of your journey and look forward to all that God will do through your lives. Hey guys, my name is Jordy and I'm a senior here at Lyft College and uh, my dream is actually to work in full-time ministry. And I can definitely say that Lyft College just hasn't impacted my education, but I think it's also impacted my personal life too. And uh, one of the things I love about Lyft College is that you definitely get community here. Uh, instead of just staring at a screen all day, you know, um, all of us students, we've hung out, we've spent time together, we've gotten to know each other. And that's one thing I love. And then uh, the second thing I love is just the hands-on experience. Here at Lyft College, I've, I was able to get hands-on ministry, which I don't think I could get at other colleges. And that's something that's definitely prepared me. Uh, it's definitely made me more confident into the path that I think God wants me to go in. Hey, Lyft Church. My name is Dominique Barnes. I've been attending Lyft Church now for three and a half months. 
I've been a part of the Freedom Group for six weeks. Freedom Group has helped me in my recovery um, but from cocaine because there was a time when I had got a craving um, during my clean time and uh, I went to go use and the Holy Spirit had pulled on me. Um, you know, I texted the dealer and told him that I wanted some and you know, he told me he would get back with me. And during that time I battled through, uh, you know, wanting to go use and doing the right thing of not going to use. And when I got the text message that the dealer was ready, I still went and used, but the Holy Spirit was pulling on me not to, and not to, and not to, and not to. And I felt this strong power come over me of not to go do it, but because I'd already admitted and submitted to that, I wanted to do it, um, I went ahead and still got it. So um, the next day I came to Freedom Group and I had no craving that morning for cocaine like I usually do. So when I got to Freedom Group, I told them, you know, hey guys, I really want to get clean. I'm tired of using. And they asked me, well, why do you keep using? What, what's stopping you? Why can't you get rid of the dealer's number? And I told them, I owe them some money. And, you know, I can't just blow them off. So everybody in Freedom Group came together, gave me the, put together the money for me to pay them off. I cashed out him the money, told him that I sent it to him. He sent me the thumbs up. And then, um, you know, I deleted it and blocked his number right then and there in front of everybody. And we praise God and give him all the glory. And then now I've been clean for 20 days. Come on. So, Freedom Group helps, Lift Church has helped me, and I'm just glad to be a part of here. And I just thank the Lord and give God all the glory and praise every day. Come on, that's just a few of the many, many stories that are happening at Lift Church. And so we're so glad that you're a part of it because it takes everyone. And so our four pillars that uh, propel us are the, the, the we, we put it in this diagram right here that's showing up on your screen. We're, we're focusing on experience, growth, influence, and culture. And as we do that, we believe God's going to build his church. Our mission statement is until everyone on Delmarva knows they are lifted by Jesus to be lifters of Jesus to lift others for Jesus. More simply put, he lifts, I lift, and we lift. And so, guys, I want to tell you, uh, I, I've once read Good to Great, and I believe it's there that I picked up that you should have a, a big, hairy, audacious goal, a BHAG, a big, hog, hairy, audacious goal. And so as a lead team, my wife and I, we, we put our minds together, and we knew already what it was. And we were scared to say it, but we're going to say it. And I want you all to just erupt in praise because you're part of making it happen. This is what we believe our big, hairy, audacious goal is in, in three years. We want to see 500 people choose to be baptized. Come on. I am pumped about this one. Listen, it is not about the numbers. It is about the fact that there are 40,000 people in Salisbury City. There are 400,000 in the county of Wicomico, if I'm getting my numbers correct. God wants them all. Heaven and hell are real places, and they need to make a decision for Jesus. They're, 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 they're looking for a place to lay their nest and to build a home. And so what I love about the church is it's going to take every single one of us, and it's not just people raising their hands, it's people going public saying, I'm going public with the decision I've made personally. Come on, can we get excited about that? Matthew 
16, verse 18, and I'm sorry, I normally nail it to a T on timing. I'm very um, almost anal about that because I want to respect your time. I'm a little long today, but I'm excited about the vision. So let me say it like this. Matthew 16, 18, Jesus asks his followers. So like people like you and I, who do people say that I am? And people said, you're a pretty cool guy. People think you're a prophet. You're a good professor. You're a good teacher. You're a rabbi. Peter steps forward and he says, you are the Christ, the son of God. And Jesus said this, Peter, I tell you, you are Peter. And on this rock, on this firm declaration that you know who I am, on this rock, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. God is in the business of building up upon people's faith of saying, you're the son of God. I don't know how much more I have to offer. I feel like just a little bit of seed. But on this rock, that declaration, I'm going to build my church so bad. Look, I'm pumped now. So big that the, that the gates of hell will retreat and get defensive. It's not for the church to get defensive. It's for the church to get offensive, not offensive, but offensive. Come on, let's get on the attack because it's demons and darkness that is scared of us realizing that our name of Jesus Christ is above every single name, that it eradicates possession, it eradicates strongholds, it eradicates um, um, uh, healing. He can do healing. He can do whole works. Listen, Satan and all of the powers of darkness are the ones who start to get defensive, hoping that we don't realize who God is and what Jesus did for us. And so as we come alive in the church, we're going to stand on these four pillars and we're going to believe that God is going to touch people's lives. Because listen, we know that the church is not a building. It's people. God's in love with people. And so just close your eyes for a moment and imagine a church where all hands are on deck to save people. Imagine a city full of a number of churches where those churches are filled with people, all hands on deck, going after the lost ones that are far from God and don't know about His goodness and His grace. What part does God want you to play in this world? Ask Him now. I believe there's probably more than one answer. What part does God want you to play in what his heart is longing for? God, I pray right now. We feel small. We feel like a small seed. But I thank you that, God, you can turn a mustard-sized seed into a mighty tree that birds and wanderers and fatigued souls can find rest and build a home in. Thank you, God that you provide shade for the weary soul. Thank you, God, that you do it for us, and now that you do it in us, you use us to build your kingdom through us. And so, Father, we say yes. We say yes to what you want to do in Jesus' name. And with every head bowed and every eye still closed, I just want to ask you a question really quick. Who do you say Jesus is? I used to say like he's a professor, like a really wise dude. Why? Because I wanted to take the good things that I liked and I wanted to throw away and push back on the things that I didn't like. 
But if he is the Messiah, the Son of God, then his word is firm. He is Lord and I am not. And so let me ask you today, have you made Jesus the Lord of your life? Listen, some of us have made our spouse the Lord of our life or our job or our income or our social profile or, or, or whatever. But I want to ask you today, it's not about your talent. That's not what they're going to ask you when you appear before heaven. Hey, what were you skilled in? They're going to ask you, who is Jesus Christ to you? Any answer other than the son of the living God, the Messiah. There's going to be doom. There's going to be hell. But the good news is Jesus came so that you would not suffer that today. No one's looking around. I will not embarrass you or call you forward. But if you're in this place and you know, I need to get right with God today. Pastor Drew, I'm not right. Would you just quickly throw your hand up in the air so I know who I'm praying for this morning? Just throw it up in the air real quick. Yes, 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 yes. Thank you. I see so many hands down front, in the middle, in the back. If you're online and you're like, that's me too, include me in that prayer. Just write in the chat, include me. I'm in. And we're going to include you too. All of the church together, along with everybody who raised their hand, let's pray this prayer. Say, Jesus, I give you my life. I know I'm a sinner. I need you to save me. I ask you to forgive me of my sins. I believe Jesus is the Son of God. When he died on the cross, he was paying the price for my sin. So thank you, Lord, and thank you for a new start. I'm a brand new person, and Jesus, I let you be the Lord. In Jesus' name I pray, and the church said amen and amen. Come on and